السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته يا أيها المسلمون To the long-time listener and first-time visitor, we welcome you to this episode. Now, without further ado, let's get into it. In alhamdulillah, nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'ghfiruhu wa na'udhu billahi min shuroori anfusina wa min sayyiyati a'malina man yahdihillahu falamudillala ومن يضلل فلا هادي له أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله الناصح الأمين اللهم صل على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تمسك بسنته إلى يوم الدين ثم أما بعد Alhamdulillah ala ni'matil islami wa sunnah. Ya marhaban bikum. We welcome everyone to this evening's lesson. And after thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and sending the salah wa salam upon the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we would like to greet everyone who has come out this evening with the greeting of Islam, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. We would also like to thank the organizers who have put these lessons together. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward each and every one of them tremendously. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless them and make these efforts heavy on this scale of good deeds. We would like to look at a tremendous topic this evening, and this is a topic that is relevant to each and every one of us. There is not a single one from amongst us except that they will be directly impacted by tonight's topic. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He has indeed blessed us, that He has guided us to the deen of Al-Islam. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He has indeed blessed us, that He has guided us to the sunnah of His Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in His noble book, He says, that Allah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this is something that I want us to pay very close attention to and to always remember ta'ala because at times we may find ourselves as being the odd man out or the odd woman out at times it may seem that the odds are stacked against us and at times, it may seem that we are outnumbered and overpowered. But I want you to always remember that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He is the wali, He is the protector and the guardian of those who believe. Allah ta'ala, He says, Allahu waliyu alladheena amanu yukhrijuhum min al-dhulumati 
Nur, that Allah, He is the guardian or and or protector of those who believe. He brings them out of darknesses into light. I want you to, before we go on, I want you to reflect on the words that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He used. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says that He brings the believers out of dhulumat, out of darknesses, plural. Ilan nur, to the light, and the light, it is singular. And this is because the paths of misguidance, the paths that lead to the hellfire, then they are many. There are great multitudes of paths that lead to the hellfire. Whereas the path that leads to the Jannah, then it is singular. It is one. There is one path that leads to the Jannah. And this is because the path that leads to the Jannah, it is based upon the truth. And the truth is one. Whereas the paths that lead to the hellfire, then they are based upon falsehood. And falsehood, it is many. It comes in many different shapes and forms and sizes. It comes in a, 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 a great multitudes of ways. Whereas the way of the truth, then this way is one. And it's a way that is clear. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, وَالَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا And those who disbelieve. And this is very important for us to remember as well. Because those who disbelieve, these individuals who is their awliya who are their awliya allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says walladhina kafaru awliya'uhum at-taghut that those who they disbelieve then their awliya then their supporters their helpers then they are the the taghut the false deities and the corrupt and false leaders and and the like Allah Ta'ala, He says, يُخْرِجُونَهُمْ مِنَ النُّورِ إِلَى الظُّلُمَاتِ These false deities, ideologies and the like, they bring them out of the light to darknesses. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, He reminds us of the end result of these individuals, of these ones who have chosen to disbelieve of these individuals who have chosen to take away other than the way of Islam. For these individuals who have chosen to take a role model other than that of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, He tells us what will be their end result, what will be their final abode. Allah Ta'ala, He says, That these individuals, they are the companions of the fire. They are the dwellers of the fire. Hum fiha khalidun, and they shall be therein forever. Naam. So this is the reward for those who have taken the taghut as their awliya. This is the reward for those who have taken the false deities, who have taken the leaders from the kuffar, those who have taken the false ideologies and the like as their helpers and as their protectors. Then what is waiting for them is an abode and a destination that no one in their right mind is desiring of. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He makes it very clear that the way of the truth, then it is a singular way. And the way of falsehood, then it is a great multitude of ways. Now, we all, I believe, are familiar with this concept and we all have heard this ayah before. Naam. I believe that the vast majority of those whom my voice reaches them, they are familiar with this ayah 
and this ayah will not come out of left field and be shocking to them. But they are familiar with the concept and they are familiar with this verse and those verses that are similar to it in the Quran. However, you find that with this being the case, the disconnection comes in the implementation. Now, as we know, we live in a time that is very dangerous and we have to recognize the danger of the era and the time that we live in because we live in a time that it is a post-truth time in society. We live in a time that is post-truth. And what is illustrative of this is that the liberals in our time, they challenge well-known and agreed upon definitions. They challenge things that are well-known. These are individuals who they challenge the truth itself. Nam. However, their challenge of the truth comes and manifests in such a way that it will be quite confusing for those who are not grounded. It will be quite confusing for those who do not have a strong fundamental principles or those who do not have a strong foundation. It will become challenging for them because we are in a time where everyone's opinion is given validity whether that opinion is based in truth or whether that opinion is based in absurdity, they are all given the same credence. As an example, we live in a time that well-known definitions are being challenged. So a male is no longer defined and understood as being what a male is. Likewise, a female is no longer understood and being defined on what a female is. And this is an example of this, and then this can be clearly seen in the fact that you have individuals who now say that an individual who is a biological male is not necessarily a man. And an individual who is a biological woman is not necessarily, or biological female, is not necessarily a woman. But an individual can be a biological man, but yet, at the same time, identify as a woman, and that has to be respected. An individual could be biologically a female, but at the same time, identify as a man, and that has to be respected. And anyone who comes and they support reality, they support the truth, their their opinion or their stance is based upon facts they say no you don't have the right to say this you don't have the right to define it as such if they say this is what they are then this is what they are and you have to accept that whereas the individual who takes their stance based upon truth based upon reality no their opinion doesn't have to be respected but they have to respect everyone else's opinion this is to the absurdity of the time in which we live in now this confusion is a confusion that will plague current generations in a manner that it did not plague generations who were from before so for those who are older for those who grew up and a man was a man and a woman was a woman and those who pretended to be the other side then that was well known ma'am these are those who are pretending but it was never um respected 
or it was it was never seen that this individual is in actuality that other gender. No. So for those who grew up in a time where facts were supported, where truth was supported, where it was what it was, as they say, then for them, this is no confusion to them. This is absurd and absurdity is, is very clearly defined and very clearly identified. But those individuals who have grown up in this era who don't know, who don't know this time that perhaps we have grown up in. So for our children or for our grandchildren or our great grandchildren, they have coming up in a time where all of these definitions are left up to the whims of the individual. They're left up to the whims of those who are articulating them at their particular time, even though they may drastically differ from one to another. Even though you can have two individuals who are standing adjacent to one another, have polar opposite definitions of the exact same concept. This one has to be accepted and that one has to be accepted. As long as it doesn't coincide with the truth, as long as it doesn't coincide with the truth. But if it coincides with foolishness, then it has to be accepted and you have to re respect that individual. Ma'am? But the truth, that's not to be respected anymore. Wa'iyadu billah. But as Muslims, we understand the truth has more right to be followed. So as Muslims, it is important that we equip our children and our grandchildren and we equip those generations of Muslims who will follow after us and we remind them of that ancient solution, that ancient solution, which is a solution to problems of antiquity, problems in our current generation, and is a solution to problems that will come in the future, bithnillahi ta'ala. And that is that we judge everything based upon the religion, based upon the texts from the Quran and the Sunnah, based upon the Book of Allah and the Sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam as properly understood, as, and this is very important, as properly understood. And when I say that the post-truth society poses a danger, it poses a danger because individuals have taken this mentality and they are trying to impose it upon religious understandings. They're trying to impose it upon the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That deen that is perfect. That deen that is in no need of any type of additions and is in no need of any subtractions. The deen is perfect. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, الْيَوْمَ أَكْمَلْتُ لَكُمْ دِينَكُمْ وَأَتْمَمْتُ عَلَيْكُمْ نِعْمَتِي وَرَضِيْتُ لَكُمُ الْإِسْلَامَ دِينَ that on this day, I have perfected for you your religion and completed my favor upon you. And I'm pleased for you, Islam is your way of life. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has informed us that he is pleased for us. Islam is our way of life. Naam. So, so when we know this, when an individual knows this, then what way of life will you be chasing after knowing that Allah ta'ala, he is pleased with the deen of al-Islam as your way of life. So. It is important that we understand and we remember this reality and, then we, and that we do not allow individuals to impose and to try to change the proper understanding and they try to pollute it 
and change it into something that is improper and incorrect. Naam. So you will find individuals now, they will come and they will say, well, then everything is up for interpretation or reinterpretation. That we live in a time that everything has to be reinterpreted and reinterpreted in, in light of the modern society. Whereas those who are firmly grounded, we say, no, kalla thumma alfi kalla. No, then no a thousand times over. This is never the situation. This is never the case. Whatever was the religion, then is the religion now. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he tells us who we are to follow behind. Naam. Allah Ta'ala in many places of the Quran, He tells us, Allah wa Rasul. Obey Allah and obey the Messenger. This is something that is very clear. I don't think individuals need someone to come in to explain to them what those words mean. Obey Allah and obey the Messenger. Naam. Very clear. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He tells us in His noble book. وَمَنْ يُشَاقِقِ الرَّسُولِ مَنْ بَعْدِ مَا تَبَيْنِ لَهُ الْهُدَى وَيَتَّبِعِ غَيْرَ سَبِيلِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ نُوَلِّهِ مَا تَوَلَّ وَنُصْلِيهِ جَهَنَّمْ وَسَاءَتْ مَصِيرًا Allah Ta'ala, He says, And whoever contradicts the Messenger after clear guidance had been made known unto them. Whoever, listen, contradicts the Messenger. These words are clear. Whoever goes against the way of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam after the clear guidance had come to them and they take away other than the way of the believers. They follow a path that is different than the path of the believers. Who are those who are intended by believers here in this verse? Then undoubtedly there are those who they were the believers when the verse was revealed. That generation of Muslims first and foremost is, re is referring to them. Naam. So those who take away other than the way of the Sahaba, other than the way of the first generation of Muslims or the first generations of Muslims. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, we will lead them to that which they have left themselves to and we will enter them into the hellfire and what a most evil and worse of final abodes. This verse is clear. Those who go against the way of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and they take away other than the way of the believers. So now, whose understanding are we to base things upon if not that understanding that was taught to us by the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. That understanding that the Sahaba learned from the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. That understanding that the Sahaba taught the Tabi'oon. And that understanding that the Tabi'oon taught the Etzbat Tabi'een. So on and so forth. What understanding are we to take if not the understanding of those individuals whom the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam he referred to them as the best of humanity. Khairun Nas Qarni ثُمَّ لَذِينَ يَلُونَهُمْ ثُمَّ لَذِينَ يَلُونَهُمْ كَمَا قَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ That the best of mankind is my generation. Then those who come after them, then those who come after them. Naam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, وَالسَّابِقُونَ الْأَوَّلُونَ مِنَ الْمُهَاجِرِينَ وَالْأَنصَارِ وَالَّذِينَ اتَّبِعُوهُمْ بِإِحْسَانٍ رَضِيَ from those who made the hijrah from Mecca to Al-Medina and those who accepted them, those who aided and supported them from the Ansar, the occupants of Medina who supported those who immigrated unto them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, and those who follow them in good, and those who follow them in good. Naam. So with this, we understand that what? We either 
have to be from those who made the hijrah, the muhajirun, or we have to be from the ansar, or we have to be from a third group. Now, when it comes from the first group, those who made the hijrah, can we be from them now? No, we cannot. What about those who aided and supported their brothers and sisters who came to them from Mecca to Al-Madinah? Can we be from the Ansar? Those who supported the Muhajirun? No, we cannot. Allah Ta'ala, He mentions a third group. And those who follow them in good. And those who follow them in good. Can we be from those who follow the Sahaba in good? Naam, we could. And this is the group that we have no choice but to be from. Those who follow them in good. Meaning, those who they are upon their way. Those who believe as they believed. Those who their methodology in implementing and practicing their religion is the same as their methodology. Those who their acts of worship are the same as their acts of worship. Those who their mannerisms and in, in, in their character, it falls in line to their mannerisms and to their character. Meaning that we understand what is good and understand what is bad in light of the book and the sunnah, not what people invent in this modern time that we live in right now. Because when it comes to the kuffar, morality, it evolves. Naam? So in every era, morality is different. Okay, In every era, morality is different and they keep changing the goalposts. Whereas as Muslims, we have a criterion. Our criterion is the book and the sunnah. So we know what is good because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he has uh, explained to us what is good. We know what is bad because the Prophet sallallahu has explained to us what is bad. We know what is bad because Allah ta'ala explained to us what is bad. We know what is good because the Prophet sallallahu has explained to us so on and so forth. Now, so we know what is good and we know what is bad based upon the book and the sunnah. Allah ta'ala, he tells us what is har uh, halal and what is haram. The Prophet sallallahu he tells us what is halal and what is haram. So, what is permissible and permissible is something that is set with us. Now, we don't need to try to figure it out or to try to reinvent the wheel, as they say. We have guidance. So much so that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, مَا مِنْ يُقَرِّبُكُمْ وَيُبَعِدُكُمْ عَنِ النَّارِ إِلَّا وَقَدْ أَمَرْتُكُمْ بِهِ وَمَا مِنْ يُبَعِدُكُمْ عَنِ الْجَنَّةِ وَيُقَرِّبُكُمْ إِلَى النَّارِ إِلَّا وَقَدْ نَهَيْتُكُمْ عَنْهُ أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم that there is nothing that will get you close to the Jannah, far from the fire, except that I commanded you to do it. And there is nothing that will get you close to the fire, far from Jannah, except that I commanded you to stay away from it. نعم. So with that being the case, we have our frame of reference we have our measuring stick, and that is the Book of Allah and the Sunnah of the Prophet as properly understood. But these individuals in this post-truth era, they try to redefine everything. So for example now, marriage has been redefined. So it's no longer necessarily something between a man and a woman, but they're trying to say it could be something else, right? The hijab has been redefined. What was known to be the hijab and what the Muslim woman had to cover now that has changed. So now they're saying, no, she can wear something that was not considered hijab before, even 50 years ago, was not considered hijab. But today it's hijab. Why? Because they say it's hijab. No, 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 no. That's not how we operate. That's not how we work. What is hijab is what Allah Ta'ala has defined as being the hijab. 
What is hijab is what the Prophet وسلم, has taught us as being the hijab. What is marriage is what Allah Ta'ala has defined as marriage. What is marriage is what the Prophet وسلم, he taught to us what marriage is. This is the reality and this is what it is. However, how do we operate when we come to anything and we find these differences of opinion? What are we to do? What is our frame of reference and what is that ancient solution to current and future problems? Then verily, that is a statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if you were to differ in, in anything whatsoever, no matter how big, no matter how small, no matter if it's as relates to the religion or if it relates to the dunya, whether it is a religious affair or it is a worldly affair. What do we do if we were to differ in anything? Then return it back to Allah and return it back to his messenger. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and I want us to pay very close attention to this. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, in kuntum billahi wal That if you truly believe in Allah and in the last day, then this is what you are to do. Refer back to Allah, refer back to the messenger. Therefore, it's not based upon, I think, it's not based upon my sheikh, he thinks, is not based upon so-and-so thinks, but no, it is based upon textual proof and evidence from the book and from the sunnah. It's based upon Allah said. It's based upon the Prophet said. Based upon this was the way of the Sahaba. This is what they have understood. Naam. This is what they have done. This was from what, how they used to practice. So if we defend anything, then we have to refer back to the book and refer back to the sunnah. Because we refer back to Allah by taking it back to the Qur'an. We refer back to the Prophet وسلم, back to the Messenger by taking it back to the sunnah of the Prophet Allah Ta'ala says, in kuntum If you truly believe in Allah in the last day, Allah Ta'ala says, That this is good. Naam, this is good, all good. It is good, its outcome leads to good, the ramifications of it, they are good, the result is good. And this is the best of final determinations. So this is our frame of reference and it is important that we take this methodology in all aspects of our life. If there ever becomes a question, is this permissible or is this impermissible? Is this something that is allowed or is this something that is not permitted? Then we refer it back to the book and back to the sunnah. What should be my worldview as relates to this particular thing? We refer it back to the Quran. We refer it back to the sunnah. What should be my opinion on this particular topic? We refer it back to the book. We refer it back to the sunnah. So now how much more so if we are giving conflicting opinions or we are giving, or if we are giving conflicting views, now, then what do we do? We refer back to the Quran and refer back to the Sunnah. This is how we will be able to benefit, and this is how we will be able to escape these multitudes of darknesses. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and it's important that we understand this and that we truly recalibrate and we truly adjust and pivot where we need adjustment and when we need to pivot.
Naam, where we need adjustments and where we need to pivot. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, Alif Lam Ra. Alif Lam Ra. Kitabun anzalnahu ilayka litukhrija nasa min al-dhulumati ila al-nur. Allah ta'ala, he says, Alif Lam Ra. This is the book. This is a book wherein we have revealed unto you, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in order that you may lead mankind out of the darknesses, na'am, out of the great multitudes of darknesses, of disbelief, of polytheism, so on and so forth, into the light, into the light, na'am. بِإِثْنِ رَبِّهِمْ by the permission of their Lord, نعم, إلى صراط العزيز الحميد, to the path of the Almighty, the owner of all praise. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he informs us here in this ayah, as Allah ta'ala, he says, كِتَابٌ أَنزَلْنَاهُ إِلَيْكِ This is the book that we have sent it down unto you, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Imam al-Kathir, he mentions, he says, هَذَا كِتَابٌ أَنزَلْنَاهُ إِلَيْكَ يَا Muhammad." That this is the book that we have sent it down unto you, O Muhammad. Naam. Is there a book that you will prefer over this? Is there a, a book that you will prefer over that which was sent down to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? I don't think that there's anyone from amongst us who will say, yes, I will prefer actually another book. No, 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 no. There's not a single one from amongst us that's going to prefer that or something other than that which was revealed to the Prophet wasallam. No, we all say that we prefer the Qur'an. We all say this. But the question comes, do our actions say this? Do our actions scream this? Or do our actions scream something else? We say this, but do our actions scream this? That we want that which Allah Ta'ala has revealed. Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala, He says that this is the book that we have sent it down on, unto you. This is the book that we have sent it down to you, O Muhammad. And it, it is the mighty Qur'an. The mighty Qur'an. الَّذِي هُوَ أَشْرَفُ كِتَابٍ أَنزَلَهُ اللَّهُ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ That it is the most noble revelation that Allah Ta'ala has sent down from the heavens. It is the most noble of revelations that Allah Ta'ala sent down from the heavens unto mankind. عَلَى أَشْرَفِ رَسُولٍ بَعَثَهُ اللَّهُ فِي الْأَرْضِ Upon the best and most noble messenger that Allah Ta'ala has sent in the earth to all of its people Arabihim the Arab from amongst them and the non-Arab from amongst them this Quran is for everyone for the Arab, the non-Arab for the black, for the white, for the male, for the female for the young, for the old this Quran is for all of mankind this Qur'an is for all of mankind, jinn. It is for all of mankind, and I mean mankind in the greatest sense of the word. Ins, well, jinn, is for human beings and is for the jinn as well. Now, it's for the human beings and it's for the jinn. What is the purpose of this Qur'an? What is the functionality of this Qur'an? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, 
So as to take the people in order, in order that the people are taken out of the darknesses and entered into the light. So when you find something that is contrary to the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then know for surety this is because it is from the ways of darkness. This is because it is from those roads, those turuq, those roads that lead to the hellfire. Because the road of light, that road that leads to the Jannah, then this is what you will find inside of the Quran. Naam? So, if we truly understand this, then the question has to become what then therefore is our connection and relationship to the Quran? Okay? Listen, if a person were to tell you that if in such and such a place there is waiting for you $100 trillion, right? And I'm pretty sure I can make that number a lot lower. And the example was will ring just as true. Okay. Let's say $100 trillion is waiting for you in such and such a place. But you don't know how to get to that place. That place is obscure to you. You don't know how to get there. But then you are given a roadmap. You are given directions. Exactly how you get there. You're given directions exactly how you get there. Let me ask you, and I want you to answer to yourself. Would you let anything come between you and that map? Would you allow yourself to become distracted from that map? Would you deem it okay and adequate that you are unfamiliar with the map? I don't think you would. But I think that the vast majority of the people, they will know that map inside and out. They will memorize that map. So if you take the paper, I still got it. Why? Because they want $100 trillion. So let's make it $100 billion. Let's make it $100 million. I'm sure we can make it $100,000 and it'll be the same result. You're going to memorize it. You want that. Now, so now, how come when it comes to that which is more precious than the earth and that which is contained therein a trillion times over? We're not concerned with the revelation that Allah Ta'ala has sent down that tells us exactly how to get there. Okay, if there were a recipe, full recipe, that if you put this together, you will never catch cancer or any other terminal disease. Is there anyone from amongst us who will deem it sufficient to be unfamiliar with that recipe? to neglect that recipe, to allow that recipe to collect dust. 
Will any of us do that? I don't think so. But we all will have memorized that recipe, taken it, put it together, taken it. Why? Because we want to escape cancer and all these other terminal diseases. May Allah Ta'ala give us all afiyah wa salama. Amen. We will all share this with our families. We will all share this with our friends. Naam. We will make sure our children had it. Bila shakwa bila raib. Okay. We will make sure we will give it the utmost of attention. Why? Because we're trying to escape cancer and these other terminal diseases. So why is it that that book in which Allah Ta'ala sent down that clearly shows us how to escape the hellfire we're not as concerned with where the hellfire is worse than any terminal disease because if you catch a terminal disease that will result in your death you will die however there is not a single one who hears my voice except that they're going to die whether it's from a terminal disease or whether they die peacefully in their bed in their sleep, you're still going to die. The result is still the same. So whether it's from cancer, whether it's from and you, you die from old age or whatever the case is, life in this life here in this world ends in death. OK, so death is coming. So we would try our best to escape something that's inevitably coming anyway. But that is temporary, right? And we are not concerned with that, which will allow us to escape the hellfire, which is worse than death. That hellfire that those who disbelieve shall abide therein forever. Allah Ta'ala, he told us what is the end result of those individuals who their awliya is the ta'ut. Those individuals who are steeped in the darknesses, who have been taken out of the light. Allah Ta'ala, he says, These individuals, they are the companions of the fire. They shall be there forever. So we have to seriously understand this reality. This Quran, it takes human beings out of darkness. And it brings them into the light. The Quran takes the human beings out of darknesses and it brings them into the light. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, verily, He has sent the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with this Quran, as Imam al Kathiri mentions. Innama, that verily, we only, innama, we only, ba'athnaka ya Muhammad bihad al kitab, litukhrija nasa. That verily, we only sent you, O Muhammad, with this book so that you may take the human beings out of that which they are in from misguidance. And from falsehood, that you will bring them to guidance and bring them to the truth. That you will bring them from guidance, you bring them to the truth. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He sent down the Quran so that we may be guided to the right path. I urge you to seriously reevaluate everything. 
if there's anything we have learned in this past week, when we hear the calamities that have taken place in the news, from the earthquake to the devastating floods, is that death can come at any time. We ask that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to have mercy upon our brothers and sisters who have lost their lives. And that he guide the heart of those brothers, those of my brothers and sisters who are still alive, who are mourning the loss of their kith and kin, who are mourning the loss of their neighbors and their friends. That Allah Ta'ala shower them with patience and that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, he grant them success and that he alleviates their suffering and that he removes from them sins due to their patience. But the point that I want us to reflect on is that I don't believe that anyone living in a situation similar to this will expect death to come in such a manner. There was no one who thought tonight when I go to sleep, the earth is going to swallow me and crash down upon me and I'm going to die. No one thought that the dams will break and the levees and so on and so forth and we will drown tomorrow. No one thought that. No one thought that. And we live in a time where in Motul Fajr, where the all and when when, when um, sudden death, it happens all the time. How many individuals they are T-boned in their car? They didn't see that coming. They were stopped at a red light or they had the right of way and they were going and then someone plows into them. They didn't see that. Individuals who they a storm will come and the waters and puddles have become electrified and they step in it and they die due to electrocution. They didn't see that coming. Now, individuals who have aneurysms and they and they pass away, strokes out of nowhere and they pass away, so on and so forth. Now, death, we hear about it all the time happening all of a sudden. So if this is anything unto us outside of, or let me rephrase that, this should be at the very minimum, if nothing else, a reminder unto us that we have to get ourselves together because we're not meant to be here forever. And that our last day being here on this earth is coming. We don't know when it's going to be, but we know for surety that it is coming. So we have to live our lives in anticipation and preparation for death. We have to live our lives so that we die and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is pleased with us. Because as Muslims, our belief is that it does not in here. No, but we know for certainty. We know with a surety that there is an afterlife and that those who have done good in this world, then they will be in Jannah. And those who have not done good in this world, then they're going to be in the hellfire. This is what it is. Like it who like it, hate it who hate it. You can try to change that definition all you want. It's not going to change. It's not. That's the way it is. Okay? So when we know this being the case, we have to get ourselves together. We have to change what needs to be changed. Bithnilahi ta'ala. Ala kulli hal. 
the ayat of the book of Allah, they are clear. Allah Ta'ala sent them down to us. They're not ambiguous. Okay? It's not ambiguous, but it's clear. Allah Ta'ala says, That he is the one who has sent down upon his slave ayat. Verses. These ayat, clear. Clear ayat. Why? To take you out of the darknesses, plural, to the light, singular. Naam. So the ayat are clear, so that we could be taken out of the darknesses. The Prophet ﷺ, he said, That I verily, I've left you upon that which is clear. It's so clear that it's nighttime is just as clear as his day. That's how clear it is. Naam. It's nighttime is just as clear as his day. That no one will go off of it after me except that they will be destroyed. The point here is that the ayat are very clear. What the Prophet left us upon, it is very clear. Why? So that we don't go astray. The directions are clear. So that we don't get lost. It's clear. So that we can make it to our destination. It's clear. So we can escape what we're running from. But the problem is, is that if we turn our backs on the guidance, if we turn our backs on that which is clear, if we go astray off of it, the Prophet Sallallahu told us that what? We're going to be destroyed. We are going to be destroyed. So it is important that we stick to that which Allah Ta'ala has sent down because who will want to trade it for something else? Allah Ta'ala, he says, By the permission of their Lord, Allah Ta'ala goes on to say, by the permission of their Lord, meaning that what? That Allah Ta'ala, who will hadi? Allah Ta'ala, He is the one who guides. Allah Ta'ala, He is the one who guides. Guides them to what? To the path of the most mighty. To the path of the almighty. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. The path of Allah Azza wa Al-Hamid, the one who is the owner of all praise. This is the path that we are on. This is the path that we are on. This is the path that we should want to choose for ourselves. The path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We should never want to give up Allah's path for the path of someone else. We should never want to give up Allah's deen, Allah's way of life that he has sent down unto us and prefer the way of life of someone else because that will end very bad. Allah Ta'ala, he informs us over and over and over and over again in the Quran. Naam, at the end of the next verse, Allah Ta'ala, he says, Waylun. He says, Woe, lil kafirina min adab shadid. And woe to the disbelievers from a tremendous and severe chastisement. Allah Ta'ala, he warns them. Woe unto them from a tremendous and severe chastisement. This is for who? For those who disbelieve. For those who disbelieve in what the Prophet Sallallahu he came with. From those who disbelieve in the deen of Al-Islam. For those who disbelieve in the lifestyle that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala has revealed upon mankind. Those who disbelieve and turn their backs on the deen. Why? Allah Ta'ala, he says, Al-Ladina. 
يستحبون الحياة الدنيا على الآخرة Those who they prefer the life of this world instead of the hereafter. Naam. Those who prefer the life of this world instead of the hereafter. I want you to listen to this right now. The disbelievers, these are those who prefer the life of this world over the hereafter. Naam. وَيَصُدُّونَ عَنْ سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ And they hinder individuals from the path of Allah. وَيَبْغُونَهَا عِوَجًا And they seek crookedness therein. Naam. Allah Ta'ala, He says, أُولَٰئِكَ فِي ضَلَالٍ بَعِيدٍ These individuals, they are far astray. عَلَى كُلٍ I want you to listen very closely to this. These are individuals who they prefer the life of this world over the hereafter. These are individuals who they seek to hinder men from the path of Allah, meaning they seek to hinder men from ittiba' al-rusul. They seek to hinder men from following the messengers. They seek to hinder mankind from following the messengers. I want you to reflect on all of these shayateen. All of these shayateen from the kuffar. All of these shayateen from the human beings. These individuals who they prefer the dunya. They don't care about the akhirah. They're trying to get and amass dunya. That's all they care about. The life of this world. Those individuals who they try to hinder men from the path of Allah. Meaning they try to deter you from or deter you from, excuse me, following the messengers. Now, they want to move you away from the way of the messengers, from their beliefs, from their morals, from their code of conduct, so on and so forth. From their ibadah, their worship, so on and so forth. They want you to be upon something different. They don't want you to be upon that which the messengers were upon. They don't want you to show up, as they say. Dressing in a manner that is similar and in line with the manner in which they used to dress. Now, I don't mean that you have the exact same style. No, I'm not saying that. But for example, for the men, that which has to be covered is covered. For the women, that which has to be covered is covered. Now, the fashion and the style and the, and the shape and how, how that covering will take place, okay, it will vary. But the characteristics are the same. So it is loose fitting. It covers what needs to be covered in totality. It is thick, meaning it is not thin that you can see the skin under it, so on and so forth. It is not tight so that it it accents and describes the shape of the form. No, but that it is baggy, so you can't see the shape of the form, right? It is thick, so you can't see through it, right? So on and so forth. So the characteristics are the same, although the style may be a little different, but the characteristics are the same. It's fine. Long as the characteristics are the same, the style can change, but the characteristics remains the same. They don't want you to dress like that. They don't want you to adorn yourself with the mannerisms of the prophets and the messengers, but they want you to do something different. Okay? And they want crookedness to be inside of the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it's important for us to understand the shaitan, if he cannot get us to abandon our religion in totality, then he will try to get us to do what? To innovate inside of our religion and bring to it that which is not from it in the name of it. You understand? It is important that we say no to both of these 
ways in both of these things because individuals who take to this way who don't care about the hereafter but they only care about dunya who prefer the dunya over the hereafter those who want to follow a way contrary to the way of the messengers contrary to the way of Muhammad in particular and specifically those individuals who want to bring corruption and crookedness to the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then these are the individuals who they are far strength these are the individuals who they have waiting for them a tremendous punishment and if we want any good for ourselves then we have to strive to run away from these things because that path of preferring this world hindering from the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala warning them in crookedness warning away other than the way of the prophets and the messengers then undoubtedly these are from what these are from the bulumat these are from the darknesses and the only way that will grant us safety and success is being upon that which the prophet sallallahu and his companions they were upon because that is the nur as the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said was وقيل وما هي تلك فرقة يا رسول الله فقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ما أنا عليه اليوم وأصحابي The Prophet said my ummah it will break and divide into 73 different sects all of them will be in the fire except for one and it was asked and which is that one O Messenger of Allah meaning which is that one that will be safe from having to go to the fire O Messenger of Allah so the Prophet said that which I and my companions are upon today so this is a warning to the Muslims because although we know there's not one single Muslim that will remain in hell forever, there's not one. Every single Muslim will come out of hell eventually, right? But we are threatened with having to go to hell if we deviate from the way of the Prophet وسلم, and his companions, as the Prophet وسلم, he said, وصحابي, well, I and my companions are upon today because that is the path. Of success so although the individual who differs from their way is threatened with going to the hellfire but will get out eventually nobody wants to go to hellfire for the shortest duration of time no one that has a mind wants to go to hell for the slightest and shortest duration of time this is just some of the um, points of benefit that I wanted to share with you all this evening and they are a reminder to myself first and foremost, and then to everyone who my voice it reaches them. So with that we say Naktafi Bihadul Qadar Wasallam ala Nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in wa jazakumullahu khayra.